This is Five Cats, Two Pussies. And this is Ronnie. And this is Lindsay. And this is episode 48! <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Yay! We are so freaking close. So close to one year and also so close to Halloween. Oh, so close to Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> Happy fall! Yeah, It's dude. officially here. It's been fall in my heart for a while now, but <laughs> but now it's officially fall. <laughs> it totally is. I actually, I still have the AC running in my bedroom and I feel like such a fool for it. I still have my windows open, but... We've recently closed, like, we've, it's starting where we're, like, closing one window at a time. (laughs) (laughs) So the office window is now closed. And on warmer, sunnier days, it can get reopened. But at night, it's a little too breezy from that direction. So that window gets closed. and, And I'm kind of predicting that the living room window is next. The last one will probably be the bedroom because I like it cold when I sleep, but... Yeah. Depends on how cold the kitties get. Yeah, I like the cold feats when I sleep. I can stand yeah. in and out of the covers <laughs> as needed. <laughs> yeah, I've always been a big fan of not turning the heat on unless it is truly cold. And um, and, and also turning it off at night when you're in bed and warm and snuggly. I don't know. I, I grew up with like the first person up in the morning turned the heat on and the first person that used the toilet seat was blessed by everyone else. Because <laughs> 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 that fucking sucked. <laughs> we did not have a heated bathroom for a long time. Aww. It was like there was no direct heat pump into the bathroom. It just sort of came up through a vent in the kitchen. So... In the morning, it was fucking cold. (laughs) 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 But, yeah, so it's fall, and so many great things come with fall, including planting bulbs, which Engineer Dan and I have done recently. We had a little update on the witch garden. Uh, We were gifted some hosta and daylily bulbs recently from a coworker of mine um, from her garden. And while she doesn't have cats, she does have a couple of doggos and loves them very much and is a big supporter of the podcast. And actually the first person that ever bought a uh, mugwort bundle from us or stickers or pins or anything. So, (laughs) (laughs) Um, so yeah, she brought those by recently and we, cleaned up the witch garden we gave it a good raking we picked up some of the deadfall cleaned out a bunch of the trash that's just been hanging out there like a freaking carpet that's just been like rolled up next to the fence that long (laughs) preceded any of us (laughs) we just sort of dug it out of the dirt we're like great you're going now and we planted some bulbs for for nimbus cool yeah so they'll they'll pollinate and they'll bloom all summer and they'll bring some life and some color into that area and hopefully That will also draw the pollinator's attention to the Daphne bush, um, which is therefore Daphne's grave. And that will continue to thrive and bloom and bloom more aggressively as well. So hopefully they can just kind of keep each other company. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. I love that. Yeah. Lindsay, I got to ask. Now that it's fall. Yeah. Do you have like a favorite fall thing? Because I think we talk a lot about all year long about how we can't wait for fall. And like there's all these amazing things like fall has the best clothes and the best food and the best ho- like holidays and, you know, whatever else, the best weather. Like, is there one particular thing that is like I need like that's that's fall for you? Uh, Well, 
Halloween. I I, I know it's like kind of basic, but no. yeah, like Halloween is the one thing I always look forward to in fall. Uh, that and I think I also think that I have the coolest clothes for fall as far as my wardrobe goes anyway. That's fair. I mean, I think you look pretty dope all the time, Aww. but you definitely <laughs> enter this like it's cold enough to wear your leather leggings or like bust out one of your many leather jackets. And I'm always <laughs> just like, fuck, man. And I'm in like, like five layers of hoodies and denim jackets. And I'm like, I'm just never going. This is a look I'm never going to do. <laughs> <laughs> On the Halloween kick, I know we'll probably talk about Halloween every episode throughout the rest of the month <laughs> and headed uh, into October. But... I am kind of curious on the costume front. We've been sort of chit-chatting here and there about like, what are we going to do for Halloween this year? It's going to be different. We haven't fully decided, but it always just makes me think of like what costumes I want to be. And I'm curious what your response is, but in the front of like costumes, I've never had a chance to be that I've always wanted to do. I feel, I feel like mine are really basic and classic. Like I never, I was never a witch. Oh, wow. And, I've never been a vampire, and I think if I was a vampire, I'd be really torn between going like a full Victorian sort of gothic vampire, but I have other costumes like that that I do all the time without the fangs, um, or doing like a Lost Boys punk rock vampire, which is what I'd probably yeah. lean towards, because I just watched a whole bunch of Cobra Kai. So. Oh, that would be fucking awesome, though. <laughs> it would be it would be pretty great. Um, <laughs> just wear like as many dangly cross earrings as possible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the one that's always kind of eluded me, because there's never a good reason to do it, is I've always wanted to be a traditional ghost with like the white sheet and the eye holes and paint like my face black underneath of it. So that it's just like the black eye holes. Yeah. And yeah, just be, I'm a, I'm a ghost. I'm a, I'm a person in a sheet. I don't think I've ever done the ghost these days. Really what I want to be is warm. So <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> And some years we have warmer Halloweens than others. Like last year, I was very concerned about being warm. And I I was warm, but it was also <laughs> very warm outside. Yeah, we were all pretty toasty last year. <laughs> In the future for warm costumes, I actually had this epiphany this morning. In the future, I would like to make myself a giant merkin. <laughs> um, describe to our listeners what a merkin costume... <laughs> I can't even get it out. What a merkin costume would look like. <laughs> well, it looked like a... a a, a Like a five foot eight person... On me, a five foot eight... Like... Ball of hair, I guess. <laughs> or like... Hairy would it, would it be well groomed? Uh, well, no. I, I, I would want it to be hairy. <laughs> it, I, maybe I would shape it into like Not, the perfect, yeah, yeah, the perfect the cubic shape. <laughs> yeah. Yes, but. that was more what I was wondering. <laughs> so, if anybody has any like black 
hairy dogs they can brush and send, oh, send me the fur. Oh, no. <laughs> I'll use it to glue together a costume. Oh, just buy some <laughs> fake fur, Lindsay. <laughs> it needs to be realistic. Oh, God. I just imagine you doing that and then it's smelling <laughs> terrible if it rains. <laughs> <laughs> I'm shedding everywhere. Oh, oh God. <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious. What about you, Engineer Dan? Is there a Halloween costume you are longing to do? <laughs> you know, as a youth, I was the Wolfman four different times, including a year where my mother, with her sewing machine, made me some like cloth ears with hair coming out of them, and then Elmer's glued them to my <laughs> head. Holy shit. That's amazing. <laughs> this is way before you could drop $5 to buy those crappy, like, plastic wolf ears. She just sewed me some wolf ears and glued them to my head. I like that she glued them as opposed to, like, I don't know, like, craft gluing them to a headband or, yeah. uh, like, no, yeah. She, she glued like, them to me. To you. <laughs> so I would look forward to, I don't know, being, like, a wolf man again because I've always Aww. liked the werewolf and I uh, haven't done it in my adult stage, but I have done it four of my 40 Halloweens, <laughs> and I would love to my, have my 41st Halloween. Maybe I'll revisit the wolf man. Hey, yeah. maybe this is the year where, because we all celebrate Halloween together here at the Big Red House, maybe this is the year where we do, like, classic <laughs> classic horror monsters and yeah. a merkin. <laughs> and, and a merkin. <laughs> because, let's be honest, a merkin is pretty terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> the core, let's not forget the core tenets of a Halloween costume are, at least in New England, where it gets cold during that time of year, is it warm? Can I pee in it? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Can I drink alcohol in it is another one. Can I consume yeah. and expel liquids comfortably and happily in this warm Halloween costume? Yeah. Even in my heels phase, I was also a big uh, supporter of can I walk in it? Because one year I did go as Jessica Rabbit Ooh. in like eight inch red platform pumps. Could not walk in it. There was uh, there was a whole lot of Jessica Rabbit sitting on the ground. <laughs> that was the last. That was the first and only and last year I ever wore high heels for Halloween. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> if I ever did a Jessica Rabbit again, she'd wear red chucks. <laughs> yes, love it. All right. Well. I have uh, thoroughly enjoyed our <laughs> our recounting of uh, Halloween costumes and future Halloween costumes as a little bit of a hint uh, towards this week's topic. And so this week, we're taking it down a little, a little more personal level. We want to recount to you some of our own spooky tales of personal hauntings. Yeah. <laughs> I guarantee these are a whole hell of a lot more spooky than ooze. <laughs> if all I got was an ooh, I wouldn't be talking about it. <laughs> so, yeah, we want to share some of our own spooky tales. We've, we've really enjoyed sharing a bunch of other folks' spooky tales and folklore and monster mashes. So now it's time to share some of our own. Yeah, dude, totally. But, but before we do. Yeah, before we do. Let's light up the let's light that baby up. Oh yeah. yeah. Lynn's the matches are on your side. Totally. This candle is burning great, by the way. It like really just in is. in general, it's such a nice candle. And now I'm now I'm kind of sad that we've burned anything other than these particular candles. So 
for one la- one one more plug for Beesom uh, uh, on Etsy. You can check them out. They've got spell candles and beautiful ritual candles and all kinds of cool beeswax shit. And they like to stay lit even in the wind. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> at least this one does. Yeah, yeah. This, this <laughs> candle's pretty tolerant of us recording outside. So before we uh, jet off for a quick break, just as a reminder, we are recording together, socially distanced outside. So you will hear blue jays and airplanes and hawks and any manner of things uh, as we go through this episode. Just, uh, just bear with us. Hang in there. Yeah. All right. We'll be right back. Totally. See you soon, witches. Welcome back, all you beautiful witches. You, Ronnie, Lindsay, I actually remember the first time I saw a ghost or the first time that I can recall in life ever seeing a ghost and it was actually in the apartment that I live in now oh wow like not too long after I moved in Brian wasn't even living with me yet so this is probably like 13 years ago and I was sitting on the couch nobody was there it was just me I was sitting on the couch and I was watching tv and I had next to the couch an old armchair that a friend of mine had given me so I kind of like, and this wasn't quite out of the corner of my eye because I was kind of looking at the chair too, like not directly, but like half looking at the chair. All of a sudden there was a man there. Oh. And I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) And it was, it was this man and he was not super tall or at least sitting down. He was sitting in the chair. He didn't look super tall. Maybe my height-ish, like 5'8", five, 5'9", five, maybe a tad bit taller. Um, rather stout. He was wearing a tan fedora and a tan suit that matched it. Oh. And I was like, I just kind of froze. <laughs> I was yeah. like, and I'm looking... And then I turned my head to look directly at him, which was just like, you know, like a number of degrees to the right. And he disappeared. Oh, it's so weird. It was so weird. And I I haven't seen him since. Just that one time. Just the one time. Wow. But he didn't really, like, he kind of gave me a peaceful feeling. Okay, that was going to be my question because I know... In we've talked about this in previous episodes when we're exploring uh, potentially haunted places. If you feel a presence, you often get nauseous. And I was wondering if there was any sort of preceding warning of like, like, did you feel weird? Did you feel cold? Like any of that? No, nothing. I I saw him and I'm like half looking at him but it was he was very calm I felt very calm I didn't have the nauseous feeling which sort of leads me to believe that the nauseous feeling is more like a you need to go you're not welcome Uh, here sort of feeling uh but he yeah he was there he looked very serene and then he wasn't there that's so cool I I like that this was shortly after you moved in yes Shortly after yeah. I moved in, yeah, I was probably like 25 years old. So I feel like in the realm of ghosts, uh, maybe he was like, you know what, you're cool and you're going to stick around and this makes me feel good. So 
you know, I'll leave you alone. But just so you know, I live here too. Yeah, maybe. He hasn't shown himself to me since then. Brian has never seen him. Even at like even after Brian moved in, he never saw him. I had a roommate there at a time at the time. He had never seen anything either. It was just really strange. And it was something that I'd always wanted to happen. Like I'd always wanted to see a ghost and I never had. And then that happened and I was like, whoa. So you've been like a believer in ghosts for like preceding your personal experience with oh yeah 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 yeah. totally awesome that's the i like that your first experience was a really peaceful and serene one as opposed to like horrifying or terrible me too because (laughs) they haven't always been nice no (laughs) (laughs) did you give him a name I didn't know. I never Aww. I never really thought to. I suppose if I were to, like the a name like George seems nice. He felt like his attire reminded me of like twenties, thirties attire. Yeah. That that's sort of what I had in my head as you were describing him as well. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So oh. maybe George. I find, uh, yeah, the, I, even your telling of it is like kind of nice and peaceful. Mm-hmm. Where you're just like, oh, hi. <laughs> um, that's weird. <laughs> I was definitely freaked out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you tell people immediately after? I told a woman who worked downstairs at the liquor store at the time. At the time, I was working at the liquor store downstairs. And I had this coworker who was born in Cambridge. She'd lived there her entire life. And she's a little older. She, now she's probably in her 50s. I think she was in her 40s then. And I told her because she had worked at the store for a long time. And she kind of like knew the history of the building. Or at least as long as the store had been there. And to her recollection... Only one person had died in the building, but it was more recently than the like era I described. Right. So she didn't really know outside of that. Hmm, interesting. Yeah. Very cool, though. Yeah. Very cool. My first encounter with a like with a spooky entity, uh, I didn't believe in ghosts. Oh. So I thought it was a lot of hooey and nonsense, and I wasn't particularly religious at the time. I just. I, I believed in an afterlife, but I didn't believe in hauntings or ghosts. Okay. Uh, I thought there was almost always a scientific reason behind the occurrence. And then I experienced one. Ooh. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no, <laughs> that was fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> so the summer uh, where, like, between graduating high school and college for me, because college was cooking school, I worked at a restaurant in my small town in Shelburne, Nova Scotia. And it was a very well-known, uh, well-renowned restaurant, and still is, uh, called Charlotte Lane Cafe. And Charlotte Lane is haunted by the ghost of Charlotte. Whoa. So I was told this very point blank, like matter-of-factly when I started. And I was so nervous about working in a kitchen, I didn't really give it a lot of thought. Because I was m- like, okay, whatever, sure. You believe in ghosts, cool. I'm more concerned about whether or not I'm going to drop the chef's knife kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so I worked there for a little bit. I would have been 17 at the time. And the restaurant itself occupies the first floor of a two-story plus attic um, old Victorian um, building. So I think this actually... This house would have been built in the 1800s. So what was shared with me and what I experienced were very similar. So I had a very distinct memory of 
um, now sort of thinking back on it, there were two instances, three, sort of two and a half to three instances where I was like, mm, something's up. And the first was you had to go through the, the owner's apartment. They lived on the second floor. Um, up their back staircase to get to the attic, which is where all the dry storage was because it was a converted house. There was no walk-in fridge. There was no dry storage area. So they had cleaned everything up and, and the attic essentially was dry storage. And it just was one big, like airy open space, but you had to go like up these stairs, um, up through a trap door, essentially like in the floor of the attic. And then there were just plain wooden shelves with like cans of tomatoes and stuff like that. And that's essentially what I remember being up there for is I can't remember exactly, but like cans of tomatoes or cans of something like the big, like 64 ounce cans or whatever, the massive ass cans. And I remember like moving a couple off the shelf and onto the floor. And those were the ones I would like sort of take down in a few minutes after I gathered the other things that I was looking for. And when I went back to get the cans, the cans were back on the shelf. That is and I was like, so creepy. <laughs> and I was like, no, 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 I moved you. And I was like, okay, whatever. So I put them back on the floor and I went to like, because this is a multiple trip sort of scenario up and down these narrow stairs. So I took the other things down, went back to get the cans. And as I was getting the cans, I felt like I heard footsteps coming from the other side of the attic. But I knew for sure I was the only one up there because there was only four people in the whole building. And I was the only one upstairs. And so I just grabbed the cans and ran downstairs. Oh. Uh, sometime later, I didn't tell anybody about it. And I was just like, that was really weird, but I don't believe in ghosts. So it's just in your head, whatever. <laughs> um, but sometime later, still that summer, I was in the little alcove area where they um, had the blender for like crushed drinks or whatever, chopping up ice. And I was using it to do whatever. And I like, I know a hundred percent this machine was unplugged turned my back on it it turned itself on and I could not turn it off I kept hitting the button and it was unplugged Whoa. it was like I'm looking at it it's going it's not in the wall and I can't shut it off and the owner came like rushing in and she was like what's going on because I was freaking out and then it just shut off as soon as she came in I was like it's unplugged and she was like I can see that and I was like it just turned itself off I couldn't like turn itself on I couldn't turn it off and she was like, oh, it's Charlotte messing with you. And so then I told her about the other experience upstairs. And she's like, oh, yeah, that sort of stuff happens all the time. Doors open or close at their own free will. But it's only it, like it was typically only um, upstairs. And it wasn't like it didn't happen very often on the restaurant level. But that was my first experience where I was like, this shit just shouldn't happen. And yeah. I couldn't the blender. I couldn't explain away. There was like I was like, there's no possible way that this electric appliance is spinning when it's not plugged into the wall right if it's not getting electricity that's yeah. bizarre yeah. dude yeah so i don't remember the exact story of charlotte herself i believe she died in the building but i can't remember like if it was of natural causes or she had like hung herself or something like that but i i don't remember exactly that story but it just yeah everybody just was like yeah charlotte's here Wow, dude. <laughs> it was freaky. <laughs> uh, 
I have some haunted restaurant stories, too. Oh, shit. Restaurants are, like, full of gnarly shit. Oh, <laughs> man. I have a few from one restaurant in particular. It was, oh, no. It was, yeah. It was scary. It was the last restaurant I worked at before the one that I work at now. And originally, it was an old bank. So, like, the original bank vault is still in the basement. We used to hold, like, private events down there. It was It's a cool old building. So, and I knew that it was haunted when I got hired. There's a, they always tell the story. And when this bar went in, it was, it had only been around for a couple of years. But when they first opened up, like, weird stuff was, was always kind of happening in there. Like, glasses would move on the bar on their own. Uh, glasses would shatter just kind of randomly oh, for no. no reason. And other weird stuff would happen. So they had a medium come in. And the medium told them that there was a woman named Sarah who haunted the place. Oh, shit. And Sarah was, you know, like a nice spirit. She was there because she worked there when it was like a, a convenience store or something like that at some point. And Sarah had a child, which she lost. So Sarah was said to haunt the building it, looking for her child. And I, I did have coworkers tell me that they would sometimes hear a baby crying. Just oh, for God. Like, no reason. Now, I never heard that. But my first experience with a ghost at this bar was I was downstairs and I was managing. So I was in charge of, like, at the end of the night, going and shutting everything down. So I would have to go downstairs by myself shut everything off like all of the <laughs> lights and it was terrifying yeah i i've been in that building haunted or no there's no fucking way i'm doing that by myself in the dark oh well i after a <laughs> while i i didn't i refused to i started making people go down there with me but like first couple of rounds doing it i was like okay this is kind of spooky but it's fine one night i was down in the basement and i was in inside the old vault and it still has like all of the old uh uh like safe safety deposit boxes and stuff in there and I'm turning off the lights in there and I look to my I I turned around for some reason actually was what it was and standing there was a short man in a pinstripe suit with a black fedora oh my god <laughs> all your ghosts are so well dressed right I know like and it, like it makes sense because in real life I attract weird old men anyway <laughs> <laughs> he was there for a split second and then he was gone. And I was like, that's fucking weird. And I ran upstairs. <laughs> I made somebody like then go back downstairs with me to turn off the rest of the lights, shut it down. The second time something happened there, it was a little scarier. I was managing and I was again going to shut down the basement. And there's this room sort of off to the side of the back stairwell that we used to call the scary room. And it housed the water heater and the, like, grease traps and stuff like that. But you would have to go in there every night, check it out, make sure that the water heaters were at the right temperature, make sure the grease traps weren't overflowing. There was a, a doorway, a, another doorway leading into tunnels underneath the city. Yeah. Which was also <laughs> super scary. Boston. <laughs> so I'm down there with a coworker, and we're getting ready to open the door to the scary room. And... I was having him do it. It was just like a, a latch bolt that you unlocked to get inside. So he's standing there and he's unlatching the bolt. And I'm standing on the back stairs getting ready to go into the scary room. All of a sudden, everything went black. 
next to me. Complete, like, pitch black. And something touched my shoulder. Oh, God. No, 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 no. (laughs) And we're already freaked out because it's super scary down there. And he was like, what happened? And I was like, you didn't see that? And he was like, what? And I was like, everything went black. Something touched me. And he freaked out. He was like, bah. And so we were like, fuck this shit. And we just ran upstairs. (laughs) So I told the general manager about it. And she was like, it's so crazy that you say that. Because it felt like, in me describing it to her, I was like, it felt kind of like shadow figure sort of thing. She was like, I was in my office and I was walking out into the hallway. So the offices were upstairs from the restaurant. And in that hallway, there was another, like an employee bathroom. She was like, I, I was leaving my desk and I was walking into the hallway and a shadow figure walked across the hallway and into the bathroom. No, <laughs> no, I would have quit on the spot. <laughs> it was so freaky and it, d- it didn't feel good. Like, it felt very, very negative. Oh, yeah. You're calling it a shadow figure, not a ghost in a pinstripe suit. Like, no. And the minute you say shadow figure, I'm out. I'm out. (laughs) Yeah. It was terrifying. Another employee experienced something similar, except he was leaving the restaurant. And he he was a non-believer. He was always very, very skeptical. And he was managing that night and he was walking towards the door and he turned around to make sure like the bartender and the bar back were following him. And he saw a giant black looming figure behind the bartender. And he was like, Oh shit. I think I believe now. Terrifying. But the last thing that happened to me there was I was opening up the bar and I had just walked in. We used to print our menus every single night and put them on the bar because we we would change the like draft lineup so often we would have to change the menu every night reprint the menus stick them on the bar for whoever came in the next day to fold so I get there and I walk in and I look to make sure the menus are there and they're there they're perfectly piled on top of the bar and I go to clock in and I heard this rustling of papers behind me and I was like I just kind of froze and I was like that's weird And I turned around, and there was one single menu pulled out from the middle of the stack. Just kind of hit. Not not pulled completely out, but pulled, like, halfway out. No. No. (laughs) That one felt like a Sarah thing to me. (laughs) Fair. That doesn't feel as ominous, but that's still like a... That wasn't there a second ago. (laughs) Yeah, it definitely was not like that. Uh, I feel like... Oftentimes, other people's ghost stories freak me out more than my own. (laughs) Where I'm like, if that happened to me, I'd have a meltdown and that would be the end of it. And then I'm like, I just told a story about a blender and being on without being plugged in. Like, And I'm like, yeah, whatever. No, that's pretty scary, dude. But yeah, you're like, those are, that's terrifying, man. Yeah. That's, that's awful. Like, just the idea of a shadow figure. Like, that's, that's such a different type of entity, too, than... Like a, a ghost with a face or a name. <laughs> yeah, there was so much traffic there with with all of the different entities that like resided there. It was it was terrifying. I was there for six months before I left, and I ha- I've got to say I was really glad I never had to go and close that basement down again. <laughs> yeah, and I mean like the area where I know where that bar is, and it's nothing but like original boston buildings like oh yeah it's horrifyingly old and, and you're right everything's connected by these tunnels underground and 
Yeah. No, I'm I'm glad I never have to go downtown again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I am fairly thankful that the experiences that I've had where I feel like I've truly seen a ghost as opposed to like experience a ghost. And I sort of differentiate between like experience a ghost is like the menus pulled out or a glass broke versus like I see a figure. Um, my figures have been people. So that like if I, I yeah, I would really I'm I'm both jealous <laughs> and like so thankful that I've never seen just a black blob. Um <laughs> uh, but I feel like in in stories of personal hauntings, I'd be remiss if I didn't like recap or share a little of um, shirt guy and dress girl. Yeah, which we do talk about in you know episodes like one through three kind of thing. But honestly, like yeah, cool, go back and listen to them. But you know, we've we've come so far, <laughs> so I'd rather <laughs> just tell you them uh, tell you their stories now. And and honestly, there's not a lot to their stories overall. Uh, this is a very old house that Engineer Dan and I live in, and it's the uh, house that the, the family that built the house, um, the street is named after them. It's the Aldersey house. And who knows who lived here, who died here. Uh, they're one of the Alderseys that lived on this street. Actually, this, the house across the street from us was a doctor. Doctors often had patients in their own home. So who knows? But on occasion, since living in the house, especially since living on the second floor, I have had the feeling of a presence, I guess, is the best way to describe it. And it's sort of in that like half waking dream state where like you're awake, but you're not like fully conscious when I tend to feel like I see something. And sometimes it's preceded by Kenway acting really weird. Um, oftentimes he'll like climb up and just like sleep on my chest and for no reason and like a like I am sleeping on your chest right now but when he does that he never faces my face when he wants snuggles on my chest he like gets up and he puts his like head under my chin and he's like faces me but when he goes into like a full protection mode he turns and faces my feet he's police dogging police dogging he's batmaning yeah and he'll do this from time to time and sometimes when he does that, I have felt like I've seen sort of like half waking up uh, at the foot, standing at the foot of the bed, a young man, um, probably 40 or under, standing at the foot of the bed with rolled up shirt sleeves and suspenders. Now, it's not a clear picture of like, I can also see like the details of his face or anything like that. But I just, I know he's a young man and he's shirt guy. Like he's, he's the guy with the rolled up shirt sleeves. And he just kind of stands there. And sometimes I feel like he walks out of the room. But I, I've never like visibly watched him walk out. And sometimes I feel like he walks up the stairs. Um, sometimes I also feel like there's a young girl that walks up the stairs in basically a nightdress, a white nightdress. So that's what it looks like to me. It could be any sort of dress, but some sort of empire-waisted white flowy dress with long sleeves. And I feel like she walks up the stairs and she comes into the bedroom and she just sort of also stands at the foot of the bed. They never get like up close and I've never felt like um, 
they've tried to communicate with me in any way, but like I just I've felt like they they've hung out multiple times. Now I haven't seen them or felt them in a very long time. Have they ever been there together? Yes. Um once I feel like they've been like they've hung out together, but that almost feels like the same way when you're trying to think of it, it's like a memory of a memory. Like I feel like that's true, but I can't pinpoint the exact time. So I it's a little foggy to me. Yeah, yeah. But but it feels more like their presence. And this, I felt like this was happening on a fairly consistent basis uh, throughout last summer and like last winter, last summer. But it hasn't happened in, in a while. Honestly, it ha- probably hasn't happened in about a year. Oh, wow. So when I say last summer, I mean like summer of like 2019. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, yeah, I feel like I haven't felt them in a while. We we did a cleansing of the apartment with um, with sage and, and mugwort and that sort of stuff. We asked the spirits not to come around anymore because we were having some pretty gnarly nightmare uh, nightmares and that sort of stuff. But but yeah, for a little while there, I, and I feel like they're still here. They're just not bothering us. But that being said, I did have a fresh experience the other night. What? So I haven't dude? had a chance. I know I haven't had a chance to tell you about this one. So this would have been two nights ago, and I woke up around three because I later checked the clock um, at the end of this experience, and it was three thirty. So I must have woke up shortly after three, and like one of those like bolt awake in bed, like just instantly awake. Whoa! And that happens from time to time. Like that's not terribly unusual, but like as it happens, usually when that occurs, I've got to pee. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm like, I'm wide fucking awake and I get up and I go to pee and I'm in the bathroom, um, on the toilet. And all of a sudden I get this like overwhelming sense of dread oh. followed by a massive thump. What? And it sounded to me like the like the porch door, the black, the back door blowing closed, even though it was already closed and locked or something like heavy falling on the third floor upstairs, which is vacant. Whoa. And I just immediately was like, Oh my God, somebody's in the apartment, not in a like burglar kind of way, (laughs) but I was just like, something's in the apartment. And, and so I waited and I was like, Dan will wake up. That was a it was a big noise, and I was like, Dan will wake up, and because I'm like, my pants around my ankles essentially, like I'm on the toilet, and so like I finish up, and I can't shake this feeling of like I'm gonna walk out and there's gonna be something there, someone there, and so like I walked out of the bathroom white knuckle fisted. Dan never woke up, which is super unusual because usually when there's a big disturbance in the house like that, Dan will wake up and be the one that's like, I got this. Yeah. And he was like, like peacefully sleeping. I checked the cats. One cat was on the bed. The other cat was in the cat tree, like weren't paying any attention. I was like, okay, I know I heard that noise. White knuckle fisted, like completely involuntary, walked into the kitchen to get a glass of water and just check both doors. I was like, I think I'm going to lock the porch door from the inside, too. (laughs) And like got my glass of water. It was about three thirty. And I was like, "Okay, you know what? I'm just going to go back to bed. And I get back into bed still with this like looming sense of dread. 
and like just sort of lay there for a second. And then Kenway hops up on my chest, turns and faces my feet, sits down, can't get comfortable, leaves my chest and goes to sit at the foot of the bed and then full on Batman's like erect like ears up alert just staring into the nothingness at the foot of the bed and I kicked him a couple of times to be like hey come snuggle with me and he was not having it he shifted but he would not move that like he was not moving he was totally fixated on something that wasn't there and would just like and it wasn't like a mouse because usually he'd like follow it around the wall or something like he was just full on staring at nothing and eventually I fell back asleep and I haven't heard anything or felt anything since. But I don't remember ever having a ghostly presence experience where like my first instinct was like, like I dug my nails into my palms, like hard enough to like hurt and leave marks. And I was just like, just completely involuntary. I was like, I'm going to fuck this thing up. And I was just like, I like was full on ready to fight nothing there was nothing there wow dude that's so scary yeah Yeah, that was that was new and freaky yeah it was the thump was so loud like it shocked me that dan didn't wake up and then also have kenway freak out like that i was like you know i'm just gonna go back to sleep and ignore this did you go upstairs the next day to see if like that creepy ass mannequin (laughs) Uh, fell over i have i have not been upstairs since i i will get the courage to do so soon oh my gosh I just, I didn't, like, I didn't feel comfortable going upstairs the next day, and I've just kind of put it off and haven't really thought much about it since, so. I mean, I probably, I definitely wouldn't have gone up that night. I would have been like, nope, but. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, that's on it, like, that's what Engineer Dan suggested as well, was that, like, probably something fell over upstairs. Could be. But, like, it was, it was an, like, a loud thump it wasn't just like the cat jumped down like i was trying to like rationalize it with different things like oh maybe the downstairs neighbors came home and slammed a door but it was like who's out at 3 30 in the morning during covid like there's nowhere to go yeah <laughs> so, and also why would something fall over up there too yeah yeah i mean who, like. who knows <laughs> the wind i mean to be fair the windows are open there is a cross breeze okay something could have fallen over i have not gone to look but Kenway also acting weird. Like, he was just so on high alert. Yeah. 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 If Kenway's weirded out, I would be weirded out, too. That's so Yeah, freaky. he's he's definitely my, like, barometer on that stuff. Holy shit. You know, I'm really interested to know if Engineer Dan has had any weird, like, haunting stuff happen. Well, uh, by the way, fascinating, guys. I... <laughs> <laughs> you, you guys are giving me the Halloween heebie-jeebies. Yes! That's right where I want to be right now. I <laughs> love it. I love it. I don't really have a haunting story, but I do have something that I guess pertains, and, and it's less a haunting, and it's more what I perceive as being like, like, like a like a like being branded in the womb with a curse. Whoa, dude. <laughs> You ready for this one? Imagine yeah. a world where you're not talking to Engineer Dan, you're talking to Engineer Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> if your name was Kev, I probably wouldn't have dated you. <laughs> you totally would have. Yeah, you totally would have. Incredibly charming <laughs> Kevin. But the reason I say that is because when my mother in the late 70s was pregnant with me, we she knew that they knew the gender, her and my father, and they were picking out names, and my name was to be Kevin. 
And my father's best friend had a younger brother named Daniel. And about two months before I was born, Daniel died in a house fire. Oh, no. And they decided to change my name to Daniel. Cut to my second birthday. There is a picture that I'm sure we will share on the Instagram. 5C2P. 5C2P pod. 5C2P (laughs) pod at Instagram, guys. And it's a picture of me in a high chair on my second birthday. I've got my cake in front of me. The candle is one of those number two wax candles. And I'm reaching for the fire. <laughs> I'm not reaching for the frosting. I'm actively reaching. I'm, I'm, I'm this is true. <laughs> undeniably reaching for the fire. Right? So I am now Daniel, named after a gentleman who I'll never, I've never seen a picture of this guy, who died in a fire two months before I was born. Now I'm Daniel. I'm interested in fire. Cut to about a decade later, my house burns down. Oh man. We lose a cat. We lose our we lose some fish. We lose everything we own. And we have to live in an apartment that year of schooling. I remember the commute was really shitty. It was like a 45 minute ride to school every morning. New kids new kids on the blocks on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> I was getting into my Tom Petty phase. But everything completely like I, I, I had I had a I had a, the police were doing a program called uh, Hug a Bear. Where they would give teddy bears to children who just lost everything they owned. So I had a hug a bear to my name. That was my only toy. And it was an age where, you know, toys were very, very important. Cut to a little over a decade after that. My house burns down. I'm living in Somerville. I'm working my first restaurant job, and I lose everything I own. I lose the coffee tin of money that were my tips that were on my that were on my desk. I lose all my records. Some of them I still have framed on the wall of this house. Why would you frame a record? Well, because it would it, like the record was destroyed to fire, but you can still kind of see the cover art. So that's two times now in my life that everything that I've owned was com- entirely lost in a house fire. Jeez, dude. Right? Can we legally name your name you back to Kevin? <laughs> no. 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 Here's my here's here's what I like to like my correlation in my brain to wrap like wrap my head around like that's fucking really tragic to be named after someone that died in a house fire and then to lose everything you owned twice in your life to a house fire. Yeah. Is that in both of the situations, the correlation beyond Danny and myself is that at the time, I was, living, I was living in unfavorable conditions. I was living with people that didn't care about me, and I was living with people that ultimately would not be in my life anymore. And in both of those times, those house fires removed those people from my life. Wow. Not through death, but through separation and dispersion. So I, you know, it's a curse, and it's a haunting, and it's really weird, but I think Danny's actually looking out for me. <laughs> that's such a fucking weird way to look out for somebody. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but that's so creepy. <laughs> but it's a really positive way to look at some, like a ser- a series of sure. unfortunate circumstances. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, that's my ghost story, I guess. It's, but it's, you know, it's real. It's not like something I saw. It's like these are things that happened to me. 
and this is who I'm named after. And this, so, like, I mean, it's I guess it's irrefutable in that regard. You can assign whatever meaning you want to it. That's the meaning that I've assigned to it, is that Danny is actually my guardian spirit. Oh, that's kind of nice. It is <laughs> nice. I like your positive outlook <laughs> on it. It's still, I, I had heard, I knew the origin of, like, he was supposed to be called Kevin and then got called Danny. And I knew that Dan had experienced two, like, to-the-ground house fires. But, and we, like, often, unfortunately, joke about, like, any day now, Big Red is just going to, like, if if a candle falls wrong, the entire building is going up. Like, it's so old and there's so much gnarly shit just in the house that, like, yeah, the whole thing's going. But... I didn't know that, like, middle factor of how, like, original Dan died. I'm just like, you know what? I'm good. I'm good. We have really good insurance. <laughs> like, this is, let's not talk about this anymore. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> wow. That is so crazy. Yeah. It's super creepy and crazy. So creepy. I was taking a shower recently and was pretty sure somebody whispered my name in my ear. Oh. <laughs> 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 We've, yeah, there's like there's a few other like little weird things here and there. Like Dan and I have been in a hotel in New York where we felt like somebody um, somebody spoke to Dan, and we like we it's been a while now, so we were trying to remember exactly what was said and couldn't. But like the the point being was there was nobody there, and we felt like somebody like spoke to Dan very clearly, and. It was like, okay, <laughs> we're, we're good. <laughs> some things just can't be explained. Yeah, some things can't be explained. But if you've, uh, if you've experienced something that gave you some heebie-jeebies, we would love to hear from you. Yeah. Uh, share your spooky ghost stories, your personal hauntings. Uh, you can drop us a line on Instagram at 5C2PPod or write us a nice little email because, you know, sometimes typing shit out on your phone sucks. So <laughs> <laughs> so write us an email, 5C2PPod at Gmail. We'll read and respond. And with your permission, share. Just as an aside, we never share without getting your permission first. Totally. Sweet. Well, that was Ooky Spooky. We'll be right back in a jiff. Yeah, see you in a sec, witches. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, those were some uh, sabooky tales. I know. I've got chills going up and down my spine. <laughs> um, so, wanted to end this episode off with an announcement for October. We have really enjoyed sending those folks that requested a little pussy package, a little something special in the mail over the course of September. But as we enter October, I'm feeling so inclined to do a little something new. So here's the deal. If you are interested in having a virtual tarot reading from yours truly, Green Witch Ronnie. Hi, that's me. Uh, <laughs> I, will, I will happily schedule and set up a virtual tarot reading just for you, the listener who has requested 
but on the condition that you donate to a charity of your choice. Uh, the only thing I'll request in return is your um, your respect and your attention as I do the reading, but um, proof of uh, like a screenshot or something like that of a donation of your choice to your charity of your choice. The amount is totally up to you. I think a great suggested donation amount is $20, but hey, you know, shit's hard. So if you can afford $5 and that's what you can afford, cool. And if you can afford $2, also fine. Like whatever is good and reasonable and comfortable for you. And obviously we'd love it if it was an animal wellness charity or Black Lives Matter charity or a reproductive rights charity. But as long as it is a charity uh, of, of importance and value to you that is, uh, that is like-minded, shall we say. So, you know, <laughs> you want to report, like support some like right-wing Nazi shit, go do that on your own time. We don't want you listening anyway. But I don't think anybody listening is that person. So I don't either. <laughs> so yeah, if you would like to have a tarot reading by Ronnie, I would love to do that for you. How do you do that? Again, you slide on into 5C2P's DMs. You hit me up, uh, send us a message, or you can send us an email, 5C2P pod, request a tarot reading, and then I'll hit you up with my personal um, Instagram account and we'll set something up so that we have a way to correspond, a time and a place and a medium, and I will do a virtual tarot reading for you during the month of October. Dude, that is rad as it's been a while since I've done a tarot reading because, you know, for like like this for people I don't know, <laughs> because we've been in quarantine, essentially. We haven't been able to publicly be and with and hang out with strangers. And I still don't feel comfortable doing that. But I think that there is a way that virtual tarot readings can be done and they're going to be different for every person. And and I would like to give this a try. So I want to make the listeners my guinea pigs. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll support some more good causes along the way. Yeah, absolutely. Sweet. So we've got more spooky stuff coming at you for the rest of the month of October. And we can't wait. <laughs> we wish there were more weeks in October. <laughs> but we'll be back next week. So until then, no pervs, no Nazis. Totally. Panda! <laughs> Did you see it's got its little furries? No. I haven't oh, seen it. Yeah. I haven't yeah. seen it yeah, since it's, no. got, it's got its little black panda ears. Next week, panda update. I, I swear. Yeah, dude, totally. <laughs> panda.